0: take off new year one and all this is the kings of the heart podcast my name is Tyreek omari walton i am a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist and on this podcast i am joined by the great one my man my brother the one the only dr john Hart. dr Hart, what is happening brother happy new year to you oh man
1: happy new year it's amazing We're in a new year, it's 2024. I'm really excited about what we have ahead, man. Good to see you, brother.
0: Good to see you, man. How's the family doing, man? How's everybody doing?
1: Hey, family's doing well, which means I'm doing well.
0: (laughs) As long as they're doing well, (laughs) you're doing well, right?
1: That's usually how it goes, brother. Yeah.
0: You ain't lying. So just letting up people know, this podcast is all about relationships. And not from the standpoint of people who are just talking random stuff. Yeah, we're man. both therapists. We both work with people in our offices on a daily basis, trying to help people transition from unhealthy to much healthier relationships. And that's what we're doing here, too. We're making sure we're giving you the proper information so that you can move forward in a healthy way in your relationship. Yeah. And so what what we like to do sometimes is bring up topics that you don't really hear that often. And today's topic is no different. We want to talk about a concept known as role strain. Role strain. R-O-L-E-S-T-R-A-I-N. Role strain. We want to break that down a little bit for you. How it's problematic in a relationship and how you can actually address role strain to become healthier again in your relationship. So, Dr. John, let's just start off with you, man. Give me a definition. Give me a working definition of what, stroke, what role strain is and how do you apply that to relationships?
1: Yeah, so uh you know, it's a great topic. So, role strain for me is, has been conceptualized as so what are the complications, the nuances, the ups and downs um yeah some of the internal external struggles people experience when they're not able to fulfill the demands the obligations they're not able to carry out any of the identified responsibilities based on their role in a relationship right so for example as a spouse what is my role like as a you know and there's levels to it right like as a fiance what is my role as a husband what is my role a boyfriend right yeah. um but there's other aspects to it right like folks are in relationship and they're also co-parenting right yeah. so yeah. what's my role right and and what what are the nuances and what are the obligations how am i managing being a co-parent and also being in a romantic relationship and you know the strain is it could be perceived the strain also can be something that's also very real yeah um, but it's usually something that people are experiencing. Right. So this isn't like though whenever you I hear clients talk, they're speaking from their own experiences. Mm-hmm. So so this everyone is isn't about like this ideological abstract concept. We're talking about lived experiences and some of the obstacles. Right. right. But it's going to come down to um, Am I able to fulfill my obligations, the demands that I've, I've, I've identified for myself and also technically in relationships, my partner? Right. Like, what are the obligations, demands, um, duties that my partner is expecting of me and mm-hmm. what's getting in the way of um, getting those done? So that right. that's how I've thought about it. What about you, brother?
0: Everything that you said is right on point. The one thing I will add to that is even in terms of identifying the expectations I have for myself, a lot of those expectations are societal. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of those expectations are, are learned from what yep. we hear other people talk about in their own relationships, what people identify as what you're supposed to do in a yep. relationship. Even us as therapists, a lot of times we come into the session saying, okay, well, you need to be doing this. You should be Correct. trying that. Correct. And now you're saying, okay, well, I didn't know that. That's one more thing for me to do. And so a lot of the expectations that people have around their roles and the strain and the stress that it causes are applied to them from outside or adopted. They adopt those, those, um, those expectations. And so when you start to feel all that stress building up because you don't believe that you're able to fulfill the, the expectations as well as other people may expect or just up to your own level, yeah. well, now what happens? now you either begin to reject some of the expectations you begin to, um, mm-hmm. this, you know, fall off from even trying, like, you don't, the effort is just not there in certain areas. Yeah. Um, you turn to your partner and you start to complain to them about their expectations being too much for you. Well, maybe yeah. you should be with somebody else. Maybe I can't fulfill what you need, you know? So that stress turns into a, a defense mechanism almost, yeah. you know, to kind of separate yourself from those expectations.
1: Right. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's a good point. You know, so so where are you know, I, I talked about some of those societal things. Right. But what are some of the expectations that we adopt in terms of just relationally? I don't even want to get too deep into um, the the parenting part, because that's a whole nother thing. That's yeah. a whole nother thing. And it plays of course, it plays a role in the relational aspect of this. But just in terms of relationships, how does role strain begin to show up in the relationship
1: well like kind of like i was saying so people so if 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 we have these expectations for us our, for ourselves and also from society and it's not going well you bring up a good point there's so many different ways on how people will respond some people will slowly it's not always um quick but some people will slowly just stop trying because right. it or then becomes this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what's the point of doing this if I know right. how it's going to turn out? And that, and that's and that's very disheartening if I'm going to be honest, like as a therapist. I think other ways that that it shows up. You have people, some people will go into like overdrive. So, right? That's the you're doing too much. Okay. And 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 the doing too much is you're overcompensating for the level of insecurity that you're feeling. So, if you messed up over here, then you feel the need to like a double down and double over in terms of other behaviors that may not even be healthy or conducive for your own relationship right i mean role strain is very tricky because in romantic relationships it it can impact things like um sex and intimacy it makes vulnerability even hard because um the more that you're tripping up over your um role strain um if you don't have good coping mechanisms, you'll actually not open up more, right? right and then that right. actually impacts the connection that yeah. I think all couples want. Um, and, and and other ways that I've seen role strain, you know, play out is, you know, it really impacts people's ability to be well in these relationships. Um, How so? They, uh, uh, so your stress becomes more of a prominent thing. So mm-hmm. your ability to cope with the smaller things in your relationship are now like these monumental things that um end up taking a lot of time right and and a lot of that is because we don't we're not fulfilling areas in our relationship and so we become more stressed we become more insecure and it's not like life in our relationships stop more things start coming and people right. aren't just doing well right. and we got to be honest here and like this is also a show about wellness and when people are not well and they're not doing well, especially internally, psychologically, spiritually. Your partner sees it. They feel it. And depending on the relationship and who you're with, they may not also respond well to that, too. And that starts, yeah. to, compound, yeah. that starts to compound the errors. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know what? There's a point that you made in there a couple of times that I just want to really kind of focus on. The insecurity yeah, that comes man. along with it. That's yeah. one of the ways that it really shows up in the relationship. Because you're feeling insecure about not being able to fulfill some of yeah. these expectations and some of these these roles that you have, that insecurity becomes pervasive within the relationship. Now, any criticism your mate makes about um, or pointing anything out, I was gonna say, even like doesn't even have to, have to be criticism, be criticism? right? Could just be, yeah. a, you know, just something point, small, right? Now you're d- responding yep. extremely yep. negatively to whatever they're saying. You can't take anything because of how much stress you're already feeling about it. Exactly. How exactly. guilty you may be feeling about right. not being able to Guilt. do things.
1: Guilt there's another one. Right. That's a good one. And
0: so now you're sitting in this insecurity around it and you don't know how to actually um, get away from the, the insecurity. It's, 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 it's like all within, like you're just stuck in this insecurity and every comment that anybody makes, whether it's your mate, whether it's your mate's, um, you know, yeah. parents, whether it's even the kids, whoever, anybody who says anything, that you already are aware of, that you're already feeling insecure about, you become super defensive about. And Absolutely. now people don't feel like they can even talk to you about it. Absolutely. So you ha- you end up, what happens? Now that ends up making other people feel either insecure or not feeling good about you. So when you're talking about you're not doing well, well, that insecurity is playing a role in you not doing well. And of course, your, your mate's going to re- respond badly to that. Yeah. No, I yeah. can't talk to you about it. I can't tell you how many times people come in the session like, well, again, now it's not a safe space. I can't talk to you about what you're doing, how it's impacting me because you respond so negatively to it. You get so defensive around it. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, so how do we even begin to just even address some of these expectations and where they come from? Because, again, a lot of this we're putting on ourselves. Of course, we have the expectations of our mate. But like i said we are adopting a lot of these from larger societal expectations absolutely yeah you know yeah. so so where what are some of these expectations that you see in session specifically um some of the, the expectations that people are taking on and adopting that they're really struggling with within their relationship
1: um i, I think i think people this is the societal pressures that people feel is real. I also want to name it, we've talked about this in previous shows. People also feel um, family pressures, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll hear, I'll hear folks say, you know, when I look at my grandparents, I see the yeah. relationship they have. I want that. Yeah. I, I hear that quite often. Yeah. Like, it's and 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 I always have to remind folks that like that was a completely different era in terms of how things work. In terms, to be frank, yeah. in terms of roles and roles expectations, like right. that that doesn't that doesn't necessarily translate super well in today's society, economy, and and some of the demands. And so the societal pressures. So one example, because we keep saying societal pressures, and my wife and I were actually talking about this the other day. One of the, one good example that I threw out there to her, and we were talking about it. When I think about societal pressures, is romantic movies right mm, it's like it's oh, yeah, very easy true. it's very easy yeah. to watch romantic comedies to watch all these like dramas and and to and to see relationships play out like that where you know like i joke with my wife all the time you know and and i'm like you know they talk about like the notebook and i'm like yeah like what man is honestly has the time and the availability to go build a house <laughs> i'm not even joking like i'm like no you go buy that joker and then you move on right like, you, you try to buy the house as closely as possible that you and your and your and your um partner one but who's building a house by your damn self no that's not <laughs> happening right no 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 because i had to name it that's what my grandfather say, did yeah it's like that's what your grandfather did but your grandfather like come on that's a different era yeah, you know yeah and plus like all those all those ingredients to make the house don't call didn't cost as much so right, sit sure down, okay so the reality <laughs> of the situation is is that you know societal pressure is one the family pressure is one you know families really try to pass down as many Traditions, rituals, ideals about what it is to be a man, to be a woman, to be a partner, and they expect that. Mm -hmm. You know, I I give families a lot of credit now that I have my own family. But the problem is, is that um, some of these, some of these role strain issues have to be addressed. And I don't want to sound corny, but you do have to go to therapy and figure this out because it's one thing for these pressures from family, society, and society to to exist. But here's the trick, Rick. You, we, we as individuals have to figure out how are we understanding and relating to these expectations. Mm-hmm. Because just because they exist doesn't mean they have to stress exactly. Come exactly. on now, or that I'm you have saying, to adopt them, or that you exactly, have to adopt them, right? Exactly. But some people feel the need to take that on, right? And I, I think a lot of that has to do with, um, and we're not even trying to redirect the conversation, but I think a lot of that also has to do with just developmentally, right? Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is. For, okay, I think there's a difference between what role string looks like for someone who's in their very first relationship, let's say marriage, yeah. versus someone who's been married three three times. Right. I mean, no shade, but if you've been married three times, you kind of have like understood how complicated nuanced role roles are in relationship. Mm-hmm. But someone's very first romantic relationship doesn't have to be marriage. I'm sorry, but even someone's very first romantic relationship. don't have much and Mm -hmm. they then what they do is they start relying on some of those societal pressures to guide them which isn't wrong but to our point you don't have to take that on you really don't and therapy is really great because what therapy does and what we do as therapists especially marriage and family therapists is we help people understand not just from a family of origin perspective but even from an intrapersonal individual perspective of Mm -hmm. like i love what you said um let's identify all these pressures what are some of the things that you align with Mm -hmm. you believe in um what are some of the things that you know aren't you aren't a good fit how can how can how can we adopt and not just adopt the ones that you like but make it your own so that way you can live comfortably here we go in that role yeah because role strain only exists when we are not we are not comfortable That's where the insecurity comes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. But if we don't have clarity about, hey, this is my definition. This is my conceptualization of what it is to be a partner. And even for folks who are dating, who are listening to the show, like even think about figuring this out. So that way you can find someone who can align with the way you're hoping to get down in romantic relationships. Mm So, yeah, I'll stop there.
0: But you know what? It's it's not just um, being uncomfortable with the role it's having too many roles.
1: Oh yeah. That's the other part too. You know, you may
0: have have taken on way too many roles because again, the expectation that you're supposed to be Superman or Superwoman. And so you may have taken on too many roles now that you're uncomfortable in any of them, but this is just too many, there's not enough time. There's not enough energy to fulfill all the different roles. And I think that's another point that we need to really break down is what are roles? (laughs) Because again, we're talking about the role strain. Well, what are the roles? And we're talking about the societal pressure and where it comes from. Well, part of that is the traditional versus egalitarian mindset. Like, where yeah. do you fall on that spectrum? Yeah. Because you fall in the more traditional where you're going to have a lot more defined roles that are expected yeah. of you. You know, where is the man is a provider, the woman takes care of the home and the children. And if you fall on, if your, your attitude leans more towards traditional, well, you're going to going to into a lot of more role strain because, A lot of those traditional roles don't fit the culture that we're living in right now. They don't even fit
1: the economy, brother. Like even beyond, (laughs) like the the economy actually dictates the culture. Like we're going to be brutally honest. So, like the culture is one thing, but the economy does not allow for that. True, for that kind of structure and role. Clarity and definition that it, it doesn't bro like anyone like just look up any article you don't have to go far. <laughs> this is happening like the economy has shifted the lives of men, women, right. of all people right. so role strain brother Rika's right like role strain from a traditional standpoint doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, but I think the people who are even trying to engage in that understand that I got to be frank, you have to. You have to have a new version of that traditional. Set. Oh. So meaning, meaning, you can be traditional, Rick, but I don't think it's the same traditional from what grandparents and great grandparents. Oh, do. not at
0: all. It's not. It can't be. Like right. you said, the economy just just doesn't fit for it. Right. You know, and, and let me let me break this down again. I think we have talked about this before in the on the podcast, but a lot of those traditional mindsets that we adopt never fit neatly in the African American community. Absolutely. You know, so if you have the mindset and you're thinking, oh, my grandmother didn't work and my grandfather, you know, worked and he provided. Well, that was few and far between in terms of examples for us, because in the black community, women have always had to work. And so there was no room for a traditional, you know, what was I going to say, a traditional household because the woman was working. The man sometimes couldn't work because they couldn't find work, especially in the segregated and segregated South. or even in the segregated North, you couldn't find work. You know, yeah, so absolutely. a lot of times as a family, we were dependent on what the woman was bringing in. So that traditional mindset that we adopt was in conflict with our reality. Absolutely. And so yeah. now we're sitting back here, you know, 50, 60 years later thinking, "Yep, oh, this is how it was back in the day. No, that's not a no. reality for us. Absolutely. That was never really a reality for us. You know, so so to, to maintain those traditional attitudes in the face of a a reality that the the traditional minds, the traditional attitudes don't fit into. Well, now you're adding more stress to a a reality that doesn't fit. That's where a lot of stress is coming from. You have this idea of what it's supposed to be, and it never was. Yeah. It never was. And so you have to address some of those misconceptions about our history. Right? And the main thing that that I want to bring out of this is that you don't have to. Even if you did believe that this is how it was, you don't have to maintain that. You That's and exactly. this kind of like what you were saying—that you don't have to maintain those same traditions. Look at your reality. Absolutely. All right. You're over here trying to buy a 750 million dollar home, and you only make fifty thousand dollars. That's not yeah. going to happen. You yeah. know. So yeah, both of you guys are going to have to work in order to be able to afford a, not even a lifestyle, just to live in this in this Absolutely. current economy. Absolutely. You know, so then what happens to taking care of the kids? Right. Well, you I mean, can't put all that right. on the other person anymore, right? You right. can't, you can't say, okay, well, as a wife, you're supposed to still maintain the house and the kids and I'm just going to work. No, that's yeah. where the role straight comes from. The expectation yeah. that you're yep. still maintaining all these traditional roles while still adopting new roles. Yeah. You know, that's the part that we have to think about, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's, I think you're right. As you were talking, um, i think i was talking to um one of our cousins lately and we were talking about how even 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 for men i'll I'll just give an example even for men there there's that term that really highlights a different kind of role for men Mm -hmm. in relationships and in their families and it's that renaissance man like you have Mm -hmm. men technically who are not incarcerated especially the black and brown brothers who aren't incarcerated you actually have men who are not even performing organically in those traditional roles. Like you right. have men who are far more involved with cooking and cleaning mm-hmm. and, and and taking care of the kids and sharing a lot of like other responsibilities. That you balance. Know I mean? that's that egalitarian. That balance. Yeah, that's an egalitarian, that egalitarian relationship. Yeah, yeah, right. And 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 also, I think, and I, I don't know this for sure. I'm not. I'm, and so I'm I'm, I'm I want to be mindful here. I'm not saying this flippantly, but you know, the, the good thing about the egalitarian. Role set up and the expectations that come with it is, you see, the traditional sense is quite static, and that I think that's one of the reasons why the strain happens so quickly. Is that is that to your point, when the reality doesn't match that traditional expectations, then people become insecure and the stress and all that stuff. But the good thing about the egalitarian one is that it's already functioning under the impression of it's non traditional. It's quite flexible, and as the economy and culture shifts both parties both partners are under i think a really natural assumption that we need to adopt so Mm -hmm. you know what last year this is how it looked like, but this year, like, right, we're going right. to have to get down. And I think there's less conflict there. I mean, it doesn't mean that there's, 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 there's going to be perfection, but I think that's one of the things I really do appreciate about the egalitarian is that it's not even about like traditional versus egalitarian, but egalitarian has far more flexibility that fit the times and that allow both parties, regardless of race, gender, creed, sex, sexual orientation, it just allows people today, Rick, re- to perform their roles and adopt accordingly, knowing that there's far more pressure economically that call for those kinds of
0: that fit your reality. Yeah. Stop trying to hold on to these role ideas and these traditional ideas that don't fit your reality. And yeah. the fact that that lever to is- beaver,
1: brother, that Joan is gone. <laughs> stop that. Like it stop. wasn't real.
0: Yeah, it was a marketing like, ploy. Yeah, like that, the America they were trying to invent. That was that was a marketing ploy. That wasn't real. Yeah. But, and if it was, if it was for a very short window of time. Exactly. All right? Once once Nixon came into the presidency, yeah. that Leave it Beaver stuff was gone. Immediately. Right? So you can forget about that. Immediately, yeah. But the other thing, too, is when you talk about the egalitarian mindset, there's also a sense of balance and fairness that comes with that. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so when you're maintaining, when you're trying to maintain that more traditional mindset— oftentimes the thing that leads to the role strain is that you feel like you're taking on a lot more responsibility and there are a lot more expectations on you that makes it feel unfair. So again, if I am a, a woman who works and we also have two or three kids and you go to work just like I do, but you think that, you know, I'm supposed to still maintain the house and take care of the children and be the primary caretaker for the children while you just come home and just relax and not do anything, not participate and not even be present. That doesn't feel fair. Absolutely. That does not feel fair. Absolutely. And so not only are we not flexible in the roles that we're adopting, but there's a sense of uh, a lack of fairness where everything I believe that everything's falling on me. Now you may think, well, I'm going to work and that's what I'm supposed to be doing as a man. I'm providing, but she's contributing equally, if not more, but still you have these expectations on her. That is not fair. So that sense of fairness even starts to come into the relationship because I'm feeling stressed out. I'm feeling strained because I have all of these additional responsibilities on top of the ones that I'm supposed to maintain from this traditional mindset. And people try and do it every day. So when they come in and sit down with us, it's like, well, you do realize that's part of the problem. Your attitudes towards what you believe is supposed to be within your family, how families are supposed to be structured, don't fit your reality. You do realize that, right? You're trying to maintain the traditional sense of of responsibilities and expectations, but they don't fit. And so, yeah, of course you can feel stressed out. Of course you're going to feel the strain. Yeah. And of course, that's why you're here now, because you don't believe your mate is making as much of an effort as you are, but you're still locked in this traditional mindset. Right? So what do you do? What
1: do you do there? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I think, again, like that's where either some kind of like mediation or therapy, especially couples therapy is very helpful, because I think a lot of what you're bringing up when I was hearing you talk is people have we have to like redefine and reconceptualize a lot of these concepts. Yeah. Like, so one of the things that you brought up that I think really needs to be redefined more, more uh, probably more so for men, if I'm going to be honest, is like, what does contributions look like in a relationship? Because Definitely. like that really trips up men from a traditional sense where it's like, oh, if my wife isn't bringing in money. She's not really contributing because taking care of the kids in the household is already like that's already part of the job. And mm-hmm. you, you and I have clients who are struggling with that. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I'm naming that specifically. And, and that's really hard. You know, um, um what does contributions look like? I mean, that really needs to be discussed. It needs yeah. to be stretched out a little bit more. Um, I also think I also think I do this in my sessions. I really ground people around what we were talking about earlier around the true cultural and economic um, realities that people are facing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think, I think the reason why I bring that up is because I think couples go through this like day-to-day grind. And so it's easy to lose yourself and think that the way that you're functioning is, is in this vacuum and it's not right. Not like the reality is um, people, both parties have to work. Um, people are trying to go to school while trying to balance, romance and, 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 and parenting and all these other things and just household obligations. Yeah. And I don't think people are talking much about it. And if they are talking about it, to your point, not all, but some people are still stuck in the traditional mindset because right. that's what they've been conditioned to believe. Right. And it's not really matching up. And so I know when I'm meeting with my clients, with meeting with my couples, we have these frank conversations about, to your point, bro, what is your current economic and cultural reality yeah. and 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 everything that you're saying about your relationship is that truly in alignment and working right and usually the answer is no okay <laughs> so now like right. let's let's walk this back and reconceptualize something that actually fits and and Rick is using this word i'm using this word as well because if we're gonna be honest man like about the role strain it the one of the ways to reduce this is we need to find a better fit it needs to be a better fit, mm-hmm. but it has to be a fit that's conducive for both parties. That's right. the other problem I see with, in, with couples. Yeah. If, yeah. What, if, what fits for you may not necessarily translate over to your partner. Nope. And I have couples that are struggling with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go back to something else you were saying, that that sense of contribution. Yeah. right yeah. and and this goes back to addressing something else that dr john said is that it's not traditional versus egalitarian we're not saying no. one mindset is better than the other because even within an egalitarian relationship there are still role strain struggles yeah this, there'll be this, role clarity exists, issue yeah, right there'll be role clarity and issue, so yeah. that that sense of contribution if you are in a position where say you're not working right and your mate is and, and not that you don't want to work but the, the economy in certain places are aren't that Good. So you may not be able to find the kind of job that you're qualified for right now, and so you may be out of work, and you're feeling like you can't contribute in the way that you would like, and so that actually adds that sense of role strain. So you may have a, a nice balanced relationship that's a little out of balance right now because of your financial or or um, career issues, and so now you're again that that insecurity comes in because you're not able to contribute in the way that you want. Or even if you are working, there are other ways that people recognize that they may be um, not contributing. They're not either putting yeah. the effort or there's something maybe even psychological that's blocking yeah, them
1: yeah, absolutely, from
0: man. being able to. I mean, if you're depressed, yeah, right? if, you're, if you're suffering yeah. from depression, you're, you're not going to be as active and you're not going to be putting in as much effort, you right. know, because that that's what depression telling you. Things are going to get yeah. better no matter what you do. So yeah. you're not putting in as much effort. But now you're feeling bad about it because you're recognizing how much more weight your mate is carrying. So they're feeling a lot of role strain because they're picking up the things you can't do. And you're feeling insecure about it. And you're feeling like you're not contributing as much. And so now the role strain is like almost reversed for you where you're feeling strained because you can't fulfill the roles that, you know, even you have expected.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's well said. That's really well said. And I appreciate you even bringing in the mental health piece. Yeah, Yeah. Like mental health is even far more critical to the role, strain, role expectations that people are honestly experiencing. So I think that was very well said. Something like depression, there's anxiety, there's people who have um, PTSD, not just from life, but I think where we are as a culture now that people are talking about PTSD regarding even workplace You know trauma i mean like i mean so when we were talking earlier about the cultural piece the cultural realities the economic realities you know it's it's not to just magnify and say that people don't have control over their lives but i think and i think you would agree too brother reek is that people's lives are far more subjected to and being impacted and influenced by these cultural and economic times that we're living in right now and so role strain and just the experiences couples are having in their relationships yeah they don't you don't you don't. i tell my clients you don't function in a vacuum
0: no not at all
1: you don't so that was well said bro
0: and so what do we do because the idea is that if i am feeling a lot of role strain within my relationship if i'm recognizing that me not being able to either fulfill some of the roles that are expected of me, of of the the responsibilities that I've taken on, that I've adopted, that I have of myself, and I'm not able to do it and I'm not feeling good about it. What do we do as clinicians? How do we work with those individuals to get them in a better place so that the role strain, so the stress of not fulfilling some of these these obligations isn't so pervasive? What do we have to do as clinicians to work with them?
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things that I do, I don't think I've ever mentioned this before, but I know for a lot of my clients, I, I bring up a lot of the mental health and physical health aspects. Mm-hmm. I do. Like I, I like to start there because we, it's easy to start jumping into some of the intrapersonal, interpersonal work, but we don't know what people are going through. You brought right. up depression. We don't know if people are also suffering from like other health complications that yeah. impact their ability to perform yeah. these So yeah. one example, Chronic right? Illnesses like, and stuff yo, like that. Was, yeah. like, Thank you. I yeah. was gonna say, like, I had a client one time that was um, struggling with MS. I'm like yeah. Hello. I mean, like advanced MS, like, what are we talking about here? Right, right. So so this isn't just about, oh, like how I'm feeling and relating to the expectations from society, bro. I like to start with my clients around like, hey, like, let's talk about your wellness. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about your physical wellness, spiritual wellness, mental wellness, because if we overlook those things, then it becomes a disservice when we do get to the interpersonal interpersonal expectations. And again, um, who knows? Things like depression, things like some of these chronic illnesses, they really do impact people's ability to, to get these roles done. Dude, really you
0: just do had a baby. As a woman, you just had a baby. I know. The expectation that you're going to be able to fulfill your, your husband's sexual yeah. needs may not be there. You may it, not be able to do
1: that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and
0: so I think I, one of the great things about talking to someone or
1: friends, family, you know, therapists, whatever, is you know, we, we, we need to help clients to explore, hey, what is your current uh, lifestyle or what's your current role and all of that. We need to, not many not many people are doing that where it's like, hey, write this down. Like, let's yeah. highlight it. Let's, yeah. because people need to see, brother, they need to see what are all the things, what are the expectations, what are all these things that I have I feel obligated to. Right. Uh, I feel responsibility to, right? But then also to your point, I'm going to your earlier point, But what is your, what is the true reality here? Yeah. Right? Like, we need, as clinicians, we need to help people to figure out what's your what's your inner reality? What's your relational reality? What is your home reality? Mm -hmm. What is your cultural reality? What is your economic reality? (laughs) Like, what are these realities? We need to line that up and saying, hey, we need to be able to paint a picture for folks to say, hey, you know what? As a therapist, I'm really concerned because All that you've listed on this side in terms of what you feel expectations and obligations to, they're not really matching up with the true reality that you have shared with me. And so we need to talk layers here, not just about how do we change that, but how are we going to cope? So we may need to develop coping mechanisms that, as we're trying to change, we need to develop better coping styles because the stress is gonna be there, B. You know what time it is. Yeah. Even, 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 even the most healthy person out there is dealing with stress. So we gotta deal with stress better. We have to open up lines of communication. We gotta teach people how to communicate their needs better. What do you need? What do you need? If you need a break, tell your partner. We need to we need to start helping people communicate their needs, identify their needs. Yeah. Also, we need to be able to teach people how to while figuring out these role strains, you're still, to our earlier point, you're still contributing. You got to push that mindset that just because you're home and you're with the kids or you're doing whatever, you're still contributing. You got to break a lot of those schemas. That was developed. There you go. That's the word.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, just what you're saying, yo, be realistic, man. (laughs) Just be realistic. You know, you may not be able to fulfill all those different needs. You may not be able to fulfill all those expectations or responsibilities or obligations. You may not be able to do that. And that's okay. It's okay. You should not feel like all these things fall on you. If you have a mate, some of those responsibilities may have to shift to them, even for temporarily, just to yeah. take the pressure off of you. Yeah. Right. So. Nah. Again, this is another one of those topics we can go on and on about, oh, and we may bro. have to do another part two on this one too. Yeah, so yeah. you know, we, so anyways, well, we'll come back to it. But look it, <laughs> Doctor John, what are some of your noble truths for this week's conversation around role strain?
1: Yeah, I, I a couple of them is really think about what are the expectations, uh, where are they coming from, mm-hmm. and then talk to your partner. Like really talk to your partner about this is how I'm thinking about my role. I need your help mm-hmm. because it's a, it's it's a, we're talking relationships here. This right. is what this podcast is about. Don't do not do this on your own. That that's the other noble truth. I don't think to be clear. I don't think you can address role strain by yourself. Talk to your partner. They're there. You chose them for a reason. You trust them. Lean into those hard conversations. And you know what? You'd be quite surprised that they may even be dealing with some role strain issues. Indeed. Indeed. So, you know, I want to throw that out there. Yeah.
0: You know, I would say that for me this week, the the noble truth that I have is that kind of like John said, understand where they're coming from, where those expectations are coming from. You know, so if you have a more traditional mindset and we can break that down again in a future episode, traditional versus egalitarian. But if you have a more traditional mindset and that mindset is not serving you well, then you need to address that. You need to address the attitudes you have towards what's going on. And you have a lot of people who are stuck in this very traditional mindset. Like, well, as a woman, I expect my man to be the provider. Well, can you economically afford that? you know can you guys afford to live off of one salary and and still meet all the different expectations you have that fall under the umbrella of having this limited pot of money right so you need to really address the way that your 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 attitudes are impacting your everyday reality so if you have this very traditional mindset for how things are supposed to be you're going someone within that's going to feel a lot of stress because it doesn't match up now and the other part too is Again, like Dr. John said, look, we have a a set of contributions that we give to our relationship every single day. So if you're feeling strained because and stressed because you don't think you're doing enough, well, you know what? Maybe you're not doing enough and you need to step up and put in more effort. But if there's something that's blocking you, like a physical ailment, like a, a, um, a mental health issue or crisis, if that's stopping you, Then address that. You have to address those different issues so that you can actually become more effective within a relationship. So that you can make more of an effort. There may be something that you're not aware of or not connecting the dots on that's stopping you from being as effective and as um as putting as much effort forward as you want to. You know, so there's a few things to think about there, right? And, you know, as we like to do, we like to just give you a little bit to think about. And that's what we do here with the Kings of the Heart. Right. So, Absolutely. brother. Well, brother, it is time to wrap up. Dr. Yes, John, it is, man. You know, please tell the folks where they can find out more information about you and what you got going on
1: hey come check us out at kings of the we're always updating all of our stuff we have a lot of great things ahead in 2024 so i'm excited please get excited um you can also find me clinically at the relationship counseling center of maryland that's rcc maryland spell out the maryland.com um, you can always check out some of the great work that i'm doing in terms of criminal legal reform at the Vera institute of justice um type in my name social media all that stuff kicks up feel free to reach out at any time always willing and open to uh help anybody everybody yeah. um thank you thank you brother Rick, where can we find you man what are you up
0: to well of course you can find me right here at kings of the heart and kings of heart.com you can go and find our videos and our audio streams on all the different platforms we are on youtube facebook ig twitter uh 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 what's the other one um uh, what's the other Instagram. one? Instagram. Instagram. What's the, what's the one with all the reels that people? Um... Uh, TikTok. TikTok. We're on TikTok, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. then you <laughs> go to streaming flat- platforms. You can find us on um, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Spotify. We are everywhere. So whether you want to just listen to us while you're in the car or watch what? us while you're sitting at your desk, you can find Kings of the Heart everywhere. We got. We just got go back and listen to our old episodes too there's so much stuff out there so and you can also find more about me on social media Tariq Omari walton or you can go to my website tarikamari walton.com or my media website um viewsandvibes.com. Or, or thank you <laughs> my practice <laughs> website <laughs> insight mft there again we, we are worldwide just worldwide, like the web right? bro. exactly dr john again bro, thank you so much for being here with me appreciate you Great brother. conversation Always i appreciate you me. love you man love you too brother send my best to the family happy new year to you happy new year to the listeners and you know what yo let's make 2024 one of the best ever it's
1: gonna be great y'all let's
0: definitely get it no doubt no doubt all right guys we will see you next time you have yourself a fantastic week
1: Peace. peace